When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So on June 29th, 2022, did you say to yourself, wow, that day went by fast. (laughs) And you were right. It was really one of the shortest days since the planet's rotation began being measured with the atomic clocks in the 1960s. It completed one spin, the Earth being it, uh, in 1.59 milliseconds shy of the typical 24 hours, just on June 29th though. So if you felt that that day went by faster, you were right. Now, the Earth has been consistently shorter in the past few years. Earth's spin has actually been slowing down over time, causing the days to get longer rather than shorter. Back, I don't know, a billion years ago or so, uh, a single day would pass in less than 19 hours. The the United Nations International Telecommunication Union, and who doesn't love the United Nations International Telecommunications Union, they will occasionally add seconds to the world clock in June or December to make up for the longer days. And they did it uh, back in 2016. I remember talking about that, as a matter of fact. And uh, they claim that it's probably unlikely that they're going to be doing it uh, this December. But they also claim that uh, the trend of shorter days could be explained by a phenomenon known as the Chandler Wobble. And I mean... (laughs) I don't mean to talk down to you, but who doesn't know about the Chandler Wobble? Uh, At the annual meeting of the Asia Oceana Geosciences Society next week, I'm a little bummed I didn't get my invitation to the Asia Oceana Geosciences Society meeting, and now I've got something else planned, but uh, that is happening next week. Uh, Leonid, I guess it's Leonid, Leonid, Leonid Zatov, uh, L-E-O-N-I-D Zotov, professor of mathematics. Thought I was going to play a morphophallus there, didn't you? Uh, he claimed that the Chandler Wobble was first spotted in the late 1880s when astronomer Seth Carlo Chandler noticed the poles wobbled over a 14-month period. Okay, so the normal amplitude of the Chandler Wobble, and I'm explaining this to you for those of you that don't know. <laughs> uh, the normal amplitude of the Chandler Wobble is about 3 to 4 meters at Earth's surface. But from 2017 to 2020, it disappeared. So natural disasters and weather effects such as El Nino can also influence the speed of the Earth's spin. Okay, so they claim that the earthquake in the Indian Ocean in 2004 shortened the length of the day by nearly three microseconds. So, <laughs> if, you felt, if you felt like uh, back in 2004 that a day, that one day when the Indian Ocean earthquake happened went by a lot faster, you were right. Welcome 
Welcome to Chewing the Fat. If you, like me, can't get enough of Oatly Oat Milk, uh, this is going to be a depressing story because uh, 53 specialty drinks are being recalled from Oatly Oat Milk products uh, because of possible bacterial contamination. I know! The FDA said that Oatly's Oat Milk Barista Edition sold to food services groups and a variety of iced coffees, protein drinks, and other flavored non-dairy beverages are affected. Very sad. The brands listed in the recall include Aloha, Glucerna, Imperial, Intelligentsia, Kate Farms, Lions Barista Style, Lions Ready Care, MRE, ooh, MRE, I like those, Perk, and Premier Protein. Uh, I actually do like the MREs. <laughs> the products are produced by the California-based Lions Magnus. To date, no illnesses or complaints related to the products have been reported. Uh, it's advised that uh, the recalled products should be should not be consumed and just thrown away and then ask for your money back. I probably have some of those MREs in the store. Man, I'm a little, I am a little bummed now. So darn it. <laughs> if you like me <laughs> are an Oatly oat milk product consumer, this is a bummer story. The products are being recalled because of a possible bacterial contamination. So let's just be sad together. And as long as we're talking about uh, stuff that makes you sick while you're drinking it, uh, or possibly making you sick while drinking it, I know that uh, everyone on TikTok has been, I say everyone, one of the trending topics on TikTok is the pink sauce drink. Uh, and they have, uh, you know, they've been accused of uh, ripping off other condiments, lying about its nutritional information. So I don't know why everybody's all wound up and drinking this pink sauce. But uh, they, there's been people accused of uh, poisoning the nation. <laughs> the viral pink sauce comes with lengthy terms and conditions. And uh, they use one of my lines in the main story of, Let me eat the TikTok pink sauce. So, I don't know. No, I don't want to have the TikTok pink sauce. And I, you know, I mean, I'm not against Pepto-Bismol. Uh, you know, from time to time, if needed. But I don't think this pink sauce is uh, the old Pepto-Bismol. So I would, you know, tread lightly if you're thinking about, you know, it's trending on TikTok. I ought to drink me some pink sauce. Think twice about that. Yesterday, we talked about uh, how uh, unacceptable it would be if Hershey could not meet the demand for Halloween and Christmas candy. And we talked about which candies should be cut and others should continue because those are the ones that people buy. And now today we have a great gig for someone. And it's actually, I was thinking about maybe applying myself. A Canadian candy company is offering, uh, well, he's offering a really good gig. It is a chief candy officer, work from home job. $78,000 a year, which is, according to this, hundred grand Canadian. I don't know if you have to live in Canada, though. They probably want you to. The Candy Funhouse, the online retailer of, you know, confectionery treats from chocolate bars to gummies and licorice, are offering uh, the job. Duties include uh, leading uh, candy board meetings, 
and being the head taste tester. <laughs> and all things fun. So you're the CCO, the chief candy officer, and you're leading candy board meetings. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, several thousand candidates have already applied for the position. Uh, it was posted in uh, July last month. Uh, for those of you listening live today, it's October 2nd, 2022. Um, he was surprised, according to uh, the uh, head guy from uh, Candy Funhouse, he was surprised uh, at the number of applications. And there were uh, golden ticket themed applications and elaborate videos of entire families offering to share the tasting duties and salaries. Uh, no, the job is, is yours uh, or mine. Uh, and you do it. Uh, no one else. Uh, you could maybe toss a gummy off to the side for the kids. But other than that, no. It's your job. <laughs> so the Candy Funhouse is based outside of Toronto. And uh, so you probably, although it's an at-home job, they probably want a Canadian. Although it doesn't say. So kind of good. Sales apparently have been really good. Uh, boosted substantially, you know, of course, due to the pandemic. And so this is, uh, this is ready to go. The chief candy officer position is open to applicants as young as five years old. All right. Although parental permission would likely be required. And uh, the company has 340,000 uh, uh, big time uh, social media, 340,000 on Instagram, 3 million on TikTok. Um, so they're ready for some social media push, which the chief candy officer could f help facilitate. So that's huge. Right now, the company is prepping for Halloween. Yeah. Just like Hershey's should be, okay? That's what needs to happen. So the chief candy officer will be required to eat 3,500 pieces of candy per month. Oh, wait, that's incorrect. They say they claim that you don't have to do that. That number represents the different varieties the company stocks. That would be 117 a day. That's too many. Oh, bummer, because someone could pull off 117 a day. <laughs> I mean, I could do that. Standing on one hand, no problem. So it's a good gig if you want to do it. <laughs> Just uh, look for it. I'll post the link. Uh, I'll post the link. Uh, I'll tweet it out uh, this afternoon if you want for a good job. Uh, work from home job. Chief candy officer for Candy Funhouse. Uh, looks like uh, $78,000 a year here in the U.S., and you just get to eat candy. You got to run a couple of board meetings, and you got to be, you know, probably uh, social media savvy, since uh, they are, in particular, a big followers on TikTok and uh, Instagram, which I'm in. I am in. Hire me, Candy Funhouse. All right, let's go to the break room. I need some candy <laughs> and a, no, something cold to drink. Desperately. <sighs> So did you see where Disneyland uh, cut out Walt Disney's opening day speech from their anniversary celebration? You know, uh, Disney has made quite a move to distance themselves from the founder. That is for sure. And I know it's a new world and a new generation and we're supposed to not be pro-America and we're not supposed to be an inspiration to all the world. But when you start taking away what your main 
cornerstone is, uh, times are definitely, definitely wrong, different, uh, damn near unacceptable. So the quote that was removed was Walt saying that, uh, you know, all too, well, you know what? Here it is. Here's Walt, uh, his little opening day speech of Disneyland in 1955. Yay, Walt Disney, yay. come to this happy place welcome Thank Disneyland you. is your land Thank you. here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals the dreams and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world thank you thank you Appreciate it. Yay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, with the hope and inspiration that uh, will bring joy to all the world. Ha! <laughs> uh, yeah, they still want to bring joy to the world, just not inspiration and all the ideals and dreams that have created America. <sighs> Pretty sad. But, you know, that's, that is where we're at today. Especially when we have, I mean... My gosh, we have a big story today about uh, 594 male showrunners sign a letter supporting demands for abortion safety protocols. So 400, more than 400 TV creators and showrunners, all of them women, sent letters to top executives at the Hollywood studios demanding that specific safety protocols be put in place for pregnant employees in states where abortion has been outlawed. Uh, we want to be able to, you know, kill our children. And so the letters now have support of 594 men, including JJ Abrams, Jordan Peele, Greg Berlanti, Donald Glover, Aaron Sorkin, David E. Kelly, Dyaka Waddy, I think that's her name, right? Uh, Ryan Murphy, have been sent to the same companies. That's great. That's great. That we stand with our female, trans, and non-binary showrunner colleagues in demanding a response from our employees regarding the imminent crisis at hand. It, it's an imminent crisis? <laughs> okay. Uh, I was sent to Disney. Netflix, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Paramount, Apple, NBC, Universal, Amazon, Lionsgate, and AMC. Oh, that's great. We want to be able to kill our kids, and we want you to make sure that it's okay. All right, great. But that's where we're at. That's what I mean. That is exactly where we're at. You know, we're not far from just having... Uh, I saw a story... Oh, shoot. Where was it? It was a, a little while ago, and what they wanted to do was have floating abortion ships. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? We could just do that. I mean, we're talking about doing it at the uh, VA centers. They're already working on making that happen. Guarantee you that. I mean, they've already talked about that. They've been interviewed about it, and they've given no specific details, but you know that they are getting ready to say, you know what, just come to the VA if you want to have an abortion. It's fine. It's all part of women's health care. Oh, okay. So now we have one, uh, yeah, the one woman doctor, Meg Autry, announced uh, her new idea 
of a floating abortion clinic. <laughs> Dr. Autry, an obstetrician, gynecologist, and professor at the University of California in San Francisco, said surgical abortions and other reproductive health services, reproductive health services, give me a break, aboard a ship in federal waters off the Gulf Coast, outside of the jurisdiction of states that limit abortions. Wouldn't that be great? Just get on a baby-killing ship and head out to federal waters or universal waters, uh, I'm sorry, international waters, and uh, go ahead and kill your kid. I mean, of course, have other, you know, reproductive health services. You know, I thought thought, uh, Planned Parenthood was barely about abortions, and yet when abortions get the axe, they're closing shop. So who was telling the truth on that? I wonder. I wonder. Anyway, that's where we're at in America these days. So it's no wonder that Disney is pulling uh, pulling a pro-America or perceived pro-America opening from their founder, Walt Disney. Amazing. And another thing that uh, makes you think this is the America that we're living in now Uh, We have cashiers at Walgreens refusing to sell condoms uh, because of his faith. Wait, what? Yeah, a cashier refused to sell condoms to a couple on religious grounds. Uh, And uh, according to Walgreens, the employee did not violate company policy. Oh, uh, okay. So, I mean, this all started when uh, we gave the uh, pharmacists uh, the go-ahead to question what the doctor... No, I can't write you that prescription. Sorry, the doctor is wrong. Um, How about you check with my doctor then? No, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to sell you stuff. Oh, okay. That's different, Jeff. This person has a religious belief and doesn't want to sell the condoms. And Walgreens said it was okay. Oh, Okay. Uh, I guess uh, the incident comes uh, at a time when Walgreens has responded to a number of complaints from employees uh, about employees refusing birth control sales in the wake of the, you know, overturning of Roe v. Wade. All right. Uh, No problem. Uh, I I can't sell you the condoms uh, because it uh, goes against my faith. All right. So apparently the... uh, person at the Walgreens counter said that uh, they were embarrassed by being turned down uh, in front of other customers for the condom purchase. I, you know, I don't know about that. Does anybody make a big deal about condom purchases anymore in today's world? I mean, that's good, right? Don't put your pox goo on me. I don't want any other goo either. So if you're going to be out there and if you're going to be out there taking care of business or you don't want to get pregnant with your husband or wife, uh, I can see the use of condoms or other birth control items. You know, that's we're we're long past uh, the uh, the objections. But OK, so if you have the objections now, Walgreens claims that if that happens, if uh, you refill, you get refused, they're supposed to get someone else who will sell you the product, which only makes sense. So you can still get a gig at a place of business and decide that a product that that company sells, you don't have to sell it for that company that you work for because of your religious beliefs. Uh, okay, I know, you know, that's... 
I get it. But maybe you shouldn't work for a place that you disagree with the products that they sell. But they still, uh, they still let you work there. They still say, okay, no problem. Just find someone else to sell the product. And according to this story, it was a difficult process for them to find someone who would sell it. Um, and they had the one story in the Walgreens talks about how they wouldn't refill the prescription. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, you're not going to refill my birth control. No. So you need to call my provider. You need to find out. No. Uh, there was just a four day delay because, uh, the person didn't want to sell or refill the birth control product. Why should it take that long? Everyone working behind the counter now has the religious uh, religious issue of selling birth control at, uh, at their particular Walgreens. Perhaps they need to hire someone who doesn't have that problem. I, I just, I know, I know, don't look at me like that. I get it. I get it. If you don't want to sell something, you shouldn't have to sell it. That's my right. I know. I know. It's also my right to not shop at that store anymore. All right, I'm done. I, I'm done. I got other. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just really ticked at that and the Disney thing and then this abortion thing. I, I know I don't normally get into it on this show. And I appreciate you listening to Chewing the Fat. I do. And uh, you know, it means a lot to me. But I don't understand the abortion thing at all. Never have. Uh, you know, you've got kids. No wonder. Yeah, I do. And, uh, they were children to me before they were outside of the womb. I saw, you know, just had pictures of them and it's just, you, they're your children, no matter what. And they're another human being inside the mother. And I, you can't change that. Sorry. You just can't. Oh, they're not people off uh, up until six weeks, Jeff. Uh, okay. They got time before they're actual people. Uh, you know, if you believe that, good for you. Well, I don't. I do not believe that. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. We don't count them as people until, you know, after a certain day. Uh, the day before, they're not a person. The day after, they are now a person. Oh, okay. All right. Good for you. Uh, you know, good for you. You want to you kill that person in my eyes, you go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done, okay? All right, good. There's other stuff to get to. Has there been anyone in your life, let's say some sort of rock star, uh, some sort of actor or actress that you were so in love with that you would do anything and you've got signs from them that you needed to be with them. So an unidentified 23 year old woman is now in a psychiatric ward after climbing through Daniel Seavey's window and sleeping in his bed. <laughs> the why don't we band member was startled uh, when his surveillance camera alerted his phone to the fact that an unknown woman appeared to be rummaging through the kitchen cabinets. He later learned she was apparently helping herself to food after spending the night in his bed. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, surveillance affiliate shows the woman arriving uh, to CB's door holding a bouquet of flowers after apparently realizing the musician wasn't home. The woman proceeded to climb through a window and seemed to make herself comfortable in his residence. They caught her rummaging through the closet. She put on the free Hoover hoodie that CB had obtained from Drake and Kanye's concert. And it's yay, even though that concert was Drake and Kanye's concert in December. It's now yay. Uh, according to TMZ, the women then reportedly crawled into bed and slept. Oh. Okay, then he's going through the kitchen cabinets and uh, we're just going through the house, checking everything out, making herself right at home. And so LAPD showed up and took the woman into custody. Uh, the, it's believed that the woman told police that the tattoo on CB's arm, which depicts a person climbing into a window and admitted she felt inspired to duplicate the artwork. She believes she and CB were meant to be together. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> we were meant to be together. So I'm going to break into your home and hang out and wear your clothes, and eat your food, and just be with you, even though you are not there. Well, you know, a lot of singers in the news today. Heck, Beyonce is changing the lyrics of her song because of the word spaz. <laughs> that makes me laugh, okay? The word spaz is a slur against people with disabilities. Oh, my gosh. Because the word originates from spastic. Ugh. Give me a break. And I know that we went after Lizzo a little while ago for the same thing. She as she used it uh, in her uh, girls song, right? And I believe she changed it. Uh, so, I mean, they all changed it. So someone who is spastic is born with a disability, which makes it difficult for them to control their muscles, especially in their arms and legs. Most people now refer to someone with this disability as having cerebral palsy. Yeah, because spaz doesn't mean that, okay? It's just, uh, we are, wow, this is uh, incredible. But Beyonce's bending the knee. Uh, she would be one, maybe not Lizzo, but Beyonce, the queen, could be the one that uh, would not bend the knee and say, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, listen to the song. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't have anything to do with any of your terrible palsy people. So back off me. Okay. I got it that they, you know, they have impaired movement and exaggerated reflexes and floppiness. But when I say somebody is a spaz, that's not what I mean. Ugh. Okay. But she does. She bent the knee. And then we have singer, uh, Nayo's wife saying, uh, yeah, we're not together and he's a cheating son of a, and that's it. Eight years of lies and deception, eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and husband with numerous women who sell their bodies to him unprotected. Every last one of them to say I'm heartbroken and disgusted is an understatement. 
to ask me to stay and accept it is absolutely insane. The mentality of a narcissist. I will no longer lie to the public or pretend that this is something it isn't. I choose me. I choose my happiness and health and my respect. I gained three beautiful children out of this, but nothing else but wasted years and heartache. I ask that you all please stop sending me videos or information of him cheating because what he does is no longer my concern. I am not a victim. I am choosing to stand tall with my head held high. If someone can't love you the way you deserve, then it's up to you to love yourself. With no hate in my heart, I wish him nothing but the best. Whew. Okay, so there you go. Neo, uh, go have fun with your, your cheating ways. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh who died today who died today mo Osten. you say who yeah mo Osten, 95 a legendary warner brothers records chief dies at 95 i mean he led the careers of jody mitchell the kinks Jimi hendrix and a whole bunch more for a long time he was i mean he's a warner brothers uh kingpin for a long time. So he died at the age of 95. You know, I just, I mean, he signed the Kinks of Fleetwood Mac, Joni Mitchell, Jimi Hendrix, R.E.M., Randy Newman, just to name a few. Wow. So uh, I just was watching a thing on Joni Mitchell, too. She is, uh, Joni's getting up there these days. And they all are, really, let's be honest. Uh, so are you. So am I. Back off me. But uh, I saw her singing at uh, the some festival. Gosh darn it. What festival was it? And uh, while it was, you know, kind of good, it was also kind of bad and kind of sad at the same time. And it's just, uh, I don't know. I can barely take Joni. Anyway, I was forced to like her for a lot of time, a lot of years. There was a couple of people that I uh, used to, uh, that I was with, that loved Joni Mitchell. So I was forced to like her. And so I can appreciate her work, but that's about where we're at. Anyway, Mo Osten. <laughs> Dead at the age of 95. So I know they claim now that uh, the quickest way to be rich is to grow up with rich people. Huh. I mean, one key to earning a higher income, rich friends in childhood. Really? Okay. All right. The difference between kids who grow up with rich friends and those who lack such ties is striking, according to this new uh, research from uh, Harvard, Stanford, and New York University at the Santa Fe Institute in collaboration with Meta and Opportunity Insights. Man, that is some good research happening there. <laughs> and it was published in the science magazine Nature on Monday. So they had researchers at Harvard, Stanford, New York University, and the Santa Fe Institute in collaboration with Meta and Opportunity Insights. And then they published it in the science magazine 
nature. Wow, that is awesome. So they find that uh, one of the keys to earning a higher income, rich friends in childhood. I don't know if this particular person had a rich friend in childhood, Rebecca Blue, but she has now become a millionaire and she is selling uh, toenails, dead skin from her feet, dandruff, <laughs> and she's making a fortune. She's made a million dollars. She's a former exotic dancer. And she says, hey, I'm making a fortune. I sell my dead skin from my feet, dandruff, toenails. Ugh. And she's a rags to riches story. <laughs> if you see me throwing something in the trash, then there's a red flag because I'm usually keeping it in my bag to sell later. <sighs> wow. A lot of people want a piece of her. The professional goddess, self-proclaimed, rakes in five to $10,000 a month by hawking an array of, well, of stuff. Tissues, panty liners. <laughs> uh, one of the videos, uh, the 2.5 million views, she described how she started selling Q-tips, you know, used Q-tips for five bucks a pop. <laughs> Old socks, vacuum dust, toothbrushes, floss. Holy cow. I, you know, I'm a fan. Good for her. She's got a million TikTok followers. Fantastic. Good for Rebecca Blue. And good for her. But, uh, you know, I don't want any of that stuff. But, man, if you do, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to keep it all because she sells it all. She sells her garbage. One person's trash is indeed another's treasure. Man, if you, seriously, if you want to get Rebecca's toenails, um, yeah, email me. Email me chewingthefat at theblaze.com, okay? Uh, email me and uh, let me know. Uh, what it's like to want someone else's. Now, you know what, because then I'm going to judge you and I don't want to judge you because if you like somebody's toenails or used <laughs> used Q-tips, I don't want to judge you, okay? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to and I already am just by saying that I don't want to judge you, but bless your heart. And good for Rebecca for wanting to sell it to you because she's making a fortune. Making a fortune selling that goo. And I don't want pox goo and I don't know that I want blues goo. So buy it for yourself, okay? Buy it for yourself. So Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 6th of August, 2022, is National Root Beer Float Day. I'm a fan. Uh, then there's a uh, and has got a deal for national root beer float day. 
I guess if you buy a uh, mug, then they're going to give you a free root beer float. And I don't know if it's just on that Saturday. I would check with your local A&W. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's for their new campaign, which aims to, uh, you know, they want national root beer float day and raise money for disabled American veterans. So that's awesome. And, uh, man, I used to go to NW all the time. I've told the story about when I was in, uh, when I was in elementary school, there was an NW between my elementary school and the middle school that, uh, you know, in my town. And when I was in sixth grade that was the end of elementary school and so you know i would go to the nw and i would get a free basketburg that's what they called it a basketburg you got a, a little basket with a burger and fries and you you know you paid for the root beer uh separate right you drink separate but they give you the the first kid from the middle school that would show up for lunch got the free basketburg and so i walked in as a sixth grader uh, not knowing that and got the free basket burger and i was like hey cool uh, how did i how did i do that oh the first kid from the junior high school gets it every day and i realized that my school let out like five to ten minutes earlier than the middle school so if i hustled and as a you know an athletically overweight kid uh if i hustled I, to the anw i could be the first one there because they thought i was coming from the middle school giddy up giddy up that was uh that was a good time in my life when that when i found that out too bad it was late in the school year i wish i had known earlier in the year anyway uh anw has got a uh, new celebrity uh doing ads for them and it was pretty funny i would actually it would have been a funny bit for us to do here at the blaze so it's a good funny bit but they've got a new celebrity doing ads for anw restaurants and it's Ryan Reynolds. How do you want my hands? Ryan Reynolds, actor, producer, creative director. Gin Slinger, soccer team over. Mobile network mogul. Mobile network mogul is killing me. Cell phone company tycoon. And 2010 People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Whatever. Save some headlines for the rest of us, Deadpool. Ah. Van Wilder. Hey, hair tips. Hair tips even a thing. Hey, hair gel. How about you save some headlines for the rest of us? Like me, the new Ryan Reynolds. I'm advertising's fresh face golden boy. I'll say anything you want for a fraction of the price of the old Ryan Reynolds. For example, I'll say that National Root Beer Float Day is almost here. Yeah. And this year, A&W is taking the money that they saved by hiring me instead of the other guy and giving everyone who signs up for their mug club a free root beer float. No purchase necessary. Just a suggestion donation to our friends at DAB. See? It's cheap, easy, effective marketing. We're going to call that the minimum effort. Nice. So I just have to join the mug club and I get a free root beer float at A&W on root beer float day, which is Saturday. I mean, of course, you've got to donate to, you know, disabled vets, but all right, fine. You don't have to. They're asking for you to donate to disabled American veterans. I mean, you could just get your free root beer float and walk away, feel bad about it, but you could do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like the idea of the guy being Ryan Reynolds, though. And uh, really funny about, uh, I mean, Ryan would appreciate the humor there of uh, whatever. Save some of the headlines for the rest of us, Deadpool. <laughs> really funny. And uh, makes me want to have a NW root beer flow. And just so we're clear, it's not the actual Ryan Reynolds superstar. It is a Ryan Reynolds from somewhere in middle America who looks, you know, I don't know, like me. <laughs> and I got an email from uh, Grampy in Alabama. You can email me chewingthefat at theblaze.com anytime. Uh, Grampy says that Chewing the Fat is one of my top two favorite podcasts. I mean, okay, what do I got to do to make it number one? Okay. I mean, they claim that this other podcast is, 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 is also like number one, uh, or, you know, we're battling it out for the top one is, I don't know, the daily mojo. That's what it's called. I don't even know who does that stupid show. I think it's some guy named Brad, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it is. I could be wrong. I don't know. And, uh, and of course, and of course, Grampy says he knows the rules that he's listening to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher rated 20 stars, best podcast ever. So thank you. I appreciate it very much. I know, you know, listen, Brad and Ron do their thing over there at the daily mojo. I mean, whatever, it's fine. You can listen to them as well. If you're following the rules, though, thank you. That's part of the deal. And But he wanted to, um, in this email, he says, I think you might be needing a new catchphrase. And that is a fat fact, which I have used before. I've used a fat fact before. I believe I've used it uh, during Pat's show uh, when I've talked about things that have happened on Chewing the Fat. I believe I've called it a fat fact. Uh, and, I, I, you know, you're right. I should use it more. Absolutely. No problem. And then Grampy leaves leaves us with a joke at the end of his email. Now, this is Grampy's joke, not mine. Okay? Just to be clear about that. It's Grampy's joke, not mine. Helen Keller was immune to flashbang grenades. <laughs> Again, Grampy's joke, not mine. Helen Keller was immune to to flashbang grenades. Get it? Okay. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. I'm not laughing. You are. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.